once again, we're discussing one of the concepts within our free ebook, The Elite Business Athlete, in this Tougher Minds podcast. The Elite Business Athlete explains how performance secrets from global sporting icons can be beneficial and transformative for everyone. The ebook provides an overview of key concepts that boost resilience, personal performance, and well being. It's free to download from tougherminds.co.uk. This podcast is closely related to a previous episode we recorded about mental imagery. Tougher Minds founder Dr. John Finn began by explaining why the two concepts are closely connected. We think in, in words and pictures very simplistically. Um, in psychology, we typically call it imagery and self-talk. Um, imagery is extended by what you see through your eyes as well in real time. Um, and, and self-talk kind of works like that as well. You've got um, talk that you have in your head, but you also speak out loud as well. And they're not, they're not, they're not not connected. The, the, the two ideas um, and cognitive behavioural therapy will be trying to help people to get a better control over the words and pictures um, that, that they say to themselves. I guess that's maybe the limitation of, of, of mindfulness, which is quite fatty at the moment, which is very much about self-awareness, um, but not actually about taking control. Um, but yeah, words and pictures, they're a heart of, of, of CBT, which is at the heart of, of what we're interested in helping people to get better at. And some people will say, I've, I've certainly heard it myself, they'll say, well, I try to have an empty mind. I don't talk to myself. I'm not speaking to myself. And you can show them that indeed that is occurring. That process is happening in real time. Yeah, because as you're saying, like you are speaking to yourself, aren't you? That's a reality. And, um, the brain is an attention machine. It's con- you know it's designed to pay attention. Um, it's actually designed to, to solve problems. Problems first of all relate to threats. You know, and your brain is continually looking out for information so although you can calm the mind you can't empty it um it's always paying attention to something so that's a you know it's an unusual idea for a lot of people but you know in fact to extend on that i think the fact that we're always thinking is an unusual idea for a lot of people and that's completely understandable because we are so habitual in in nature we understand this increasingly. Um, we we are continually trying to predict what's going on in the world, and that makes us makes it difficult to recognise that we're conscious all the time. We're thinking all the time, um, and it seems that if we've we've got an ability to 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 get control over our thinking and to ultimately build better thinking habits, then that seems to be quite important for being healthy, happy and, and high performing in the 21st century. Now in the Elite Business Athlete ebook, which you can of course download from the Tougher Minds website, tougherminds.co.uk, you suggest a very interesting way for people to start to think about getting control over this self-talk and what they're, what they're saying inside their head. And you've, you've, you, you're using the idea of a, an invisible pair of headphones or, or audio system. Yeah, just to give uh, the intangible, well, to make the intangible actually tangible and real. Um, and, and it is like that you, you're continually listening to yourself. 
your opinions on the world, what your opinions about yourself, you know, and, it, and it's there all the time. I think it's approximated that uh, everyday people say about sixteen thousand words out loud, but in their head, in their head, they're speaking uh, tens and tens of thousands of words because it's just always on. Um, we're always processing information and making sense of the situation. Um, actually, the first bit of sense we're trying to make is: is this is this thing threatening to us or not? Because um, so that's what your brain's designed to do. So the idea of, you know, you, you've got these headphones that you're listening to, your own feedback to all, all the time, um, and being being aware of who's dictating what's playing on the headphones. Is, is it the ape brain or is it the hack brain? Um, so yeah, that seems to be quite a, a powerful simple exercise that helps people to recognize that they are indeed talking to themselves continually and and i was about to say you mentioned it then but because of the the understanding uh and the insight underpins a great deal of 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 what tougher minds does to to help and support people that there is this human predisposition towards focusing on on threat and difficulty that that's it's likely that your default mode is is um uh, maybe a troubling one or, or not a helpful one is that fair is it fair to characterize it in that way yes um and to extend that understanding i think when we say when we when we think of threats you might think of violence or um you know hurting yourself physically we have a physical perception of what a threat is but because humans are so wired to be um, interested in what other humans think of them, then not being liked by other people is threatening. You know, so I don't look very good. That might lead to people not liking me. People are saying these things about me. I'm not very good at that. That might lead to people saying not good things about me, not nice things about me. I'm not particularly good at this subject or this particular skill at work. So we have this, you know, self-consciousness, um, which which is in varying degrees of people, uh, within different people, um, but, it, you know, it's there and it can be unhelpful. And I think that some interesting research where we talk about, I think it's commonly understood the, the term um, of wearing rose-tinted glasses, so the idea that some people look at themselves and others with a degree of tint, um, some have a greater degree than others. And it's this idea that you're not very good at actually uh, perceiving how good you are at something or how, how, how not good you are at something. And there's studies where they will ask people to perform a skill and they'll have to self-assess themselves on a skill and then the researchers will also assess them on the skill. And the more, uh, the, the higher the, the participant score is compared to where the um, researchers score them, the more they're deemed to have a tint on their, on their glasses. Because the lower the participant score is compared to where the researchers score them, the lower the tint they're, they're deemed to have on their glasses. Um, and, and those with no tint on their glasses, I guess, see it um, exactly how it is or maybe even worse than it is. And it seems like if you have literally no tint on your glasses, you, you get depressed pretty easily. So 
having some bias about our ability to do things seems to be helpful. I guess having too much bias is unhelpful. Um, but we have this default position, it seems, you know, as a, as a general experience for human beings, that we can beat ourselves up. And anything we practice, we get better at. So if you keep practicing beating yourself up, then you get really good at it because you're developing uh, more neurological connections for it. So, you know, it's important that we recognise that and that we've got some things we can do to actually uh, stem that pattern of, of maybe what we might very simply call negative thinking or we call it unhelpful thinking. You know, if we can recognise that we're always talking to ourselves and sometimes it's not helpful, then that's the first step to, to doing something about it. Now, in the in the podcast um, that we discussed, um, the idea of mental imagery, we talked about the, the golfing great Jack Nicholas, a, a legend in the game, um, of course, and uh, we spoke about his his notion of using of going to the movies in his head and the tougher minds technique of using mental imagery to our advantage. Um, in the Elite Business Athlete ebook, um, for this specific uh, principle, uh, you choose to focus on. The, the rugby star Johnny Wilkinson, of course, uh, famous for England rugby team's victory in the World Cup in 2003 in Australia. He kicked the winning drop goal, uh, synonymous for, for accurate, accuracy in his goal kicking, of course, a, a record breaker in that area. Um, and also known for absolute dedication and, and professionalism and inscrutability, if you like. And Johnny Wilkinson, you, you have pinpointed uses this idea of self-talk to help his performance, specifically in the area of goal-kicking? Yes. Um, when I was a university lecturer, I had a student who was also a professional rugby player, and he was actually also an international professional rugby player, um, and he was, he was a goal-kicker. And it, I have a a huge interest in sort of pre-shot routines. You know, we have a part of Tougher Minds that's called pre-shot, which is de- which is um, developed some very sophisticated strategies to help people with pre-shot routines. And this student um, was also interested in pre-shot routines, and he, and he was interviewing sort of the best rugby union and rugby league goal kickers. And it actually, his, his work was interested in what the differences between the rugby league and rugby union goal kickers in the way that they approach their pre-shot routine. And he was interested in the physical aspects and the, uh, the mental aspects. And he actually inter- interviewed Johnny Wilkinson, who's one of his uh, participants. And, yeah, you know, it's very clear, not just Johnny Wilkinson, but all those fantastic uh, world-class goal kickers, they're very aware of, of self-talk. Um, and I, I think you can see that in extended um, sort of interviews that those guys give to the press. And so they're not just aware of it, they're consciously practising what they need to be saying to themselves during, um, or sorry, before, during and after they, they kick a rugby ball. So, you know, we're able to see very clearly what, what Johnny Wilkinson was aiming to say to himself to try to control his thinking during you know, quite a complicated motor skill under pressure, which um, 
when you've got to perform complicated tasks under pressure, you, you can cause problems. So yeah, it's a really nice example of someone who's you know fantastic at performing under pressure. I think Wilkinson's still second only to Dan Carter in the world rankings, or if he's not there, if he's not second, he'll be third. You know, so he's not kicked international goals for a long time, and his record's still right up there, which shows you how many how many goals that he did kick. Um, so yeah, it's a nice example, but I think you see that. You'd see Rory McIlroy talking about that a lot. You'd see Bradley Wiggins talking about that a lot. You know, the guys at the top of the game in, in sport, and I think in, in business uh, and, and in any sphere, they they are aware of um, the importance of managing their thoughts and, and their their self talk. But I think that that Wilkinson example is is very powerful, and it does get people's attention. And something you just touched on then um, this this idea of having. Um, a routine of thinking, a sequence of, of self-talk then. Um, I mean, you mentioned the word pressure. Obviously, Johnny Wilkinson, in many phases of his career and in many moments, was under extreme pressure. Millions watching on world TV, packed stadium. I mean, Twickenham, I think it's 82,000 capacity. Um, obviously, played in a lot of other great rugby arenas around the world as well. So he used this system to insulate himself from that pressure. Yeah, and that's that's a good way to look at it. It's the way that we used to explain this um, when we used to um, do a lot of work in the golf with the golf coaches and golfers. Is that you know your head's like um, imagine your head's like a cup, and it's always full of information because you, your brain's designed to pay attention to the information, and you know part of a good mental routine is is you are planning what you're going to fill that cup with and you're not letting the air brain kind of dictate the terms. And it seems that we the only way we can beat the ape is by plan, out-planning it. You know, we can't out-fight it. So you've got to make sure you're very clear about what we are going to put in, into our brain. And we've got to practice that and practice it and practice it. You know, and the thing with Johnny Wilkinson, he didn't just discover this you know, one day in an international game, he's been practicing it since he was a teenager. Um, and I, I think actually, it's quite interesting how he, he set. I think he set off this trend of more sophisticated routines, um, both physically and mental levels of sophistication that you know other goalkeepers started to adapt based on his success. You mean the more sort of, shall we call it theatrical, perhaps? Uh eccentric looking actions that they perform but actually are are married into their thought processes and, and thus benefiting them yeah so the physical triggers really to to uh, enact mental triggers that's what you're seeing there so you see Owen Farrell I guess he's drawing some kind of line between the ball and the purse when he's doing this sort of funny looking thing with his head um, so yeah and I, like, I know that Wilkinson worked with Farrell so or works with Farrell and kind of advises. So yeah, I think that people copy success, don't they? Ultimately, but it's often the men- the robustness of the mental routine that's missing for people. Because you say, "Do you have a routine?" So yeah, well, yeah, I've got a routine. And in fact, some people say, "No, I don't have a routine," which is nonsense as well. Because you've got to if you're a goalkeeper you have to put the ball down you have to walk backwards you have to kick it that's the routine something you do all the time so again that's people's level of self-awareness 
he's been um, occluded by uh, habit because it's just an automated process. And again, doing a lot of work with um, with golfers at the, the Belfry, the Professional Golfers Association, we get the uh, the assistant professionals to video record their routines. And they're always amazed at the little physical quirks they have, which they they forget they do because it's such a, an automated process. Um, and I think that's getting right back to the, the idea of knowing what to do versus being able to do it. You know, well, I know the importance of self-talk. Of course I do. I know about positive affirmations, but it's about building the habits so that it becomes part of what you think about, not just something that you know about. Um, and if you're going to, if you're going to become part of your habit, you need to be able to practice it. And that's why we build certain structures into things like our performance planners to help people to harness, um, better self-talk habits. I was going to say, we, we've talked um, briefly about, uh, two generations of rugby greats, uh, the, the, the new breed in Owen Farrell, of course, uh, enjoys a, a, a significantly prominent position now with England. And he talked about golf and, and other applications in sport. But Tougher Minds has shown then that this system, this approach, is equally as applicable and equally beneficial to people doing all sorts of professional jobs and facing up to all sorts of professional challenges. Yes. So, um Personally, for me, when I went to work in education, when I was asked to do so by the Howard Ashers and transfer some this understanding from sports psychology into education, then, you know, routines was one of the things I was paying a lot of attention to. And, yeah, you can apply exactly the same thinking. In fact, on our, I know for a fact that on our Year 7 transition programme this week um, at Colf School, where we have an extensive Year 7 transition programme where pupils get a lesson of tougher minds a week that they those pupils were learning about um, in fact Johnny Wilkinson but how they can translate that into what they do when they're studying both you know in a in a school class but also doing private study and directly drawing comparisons from what they need to do um, based on sort of lessons from Johnny Wilkinson and people like Bradley Wiggins so yeah it's completely transferable it's not so obvious you have to I think it took me about three years to work out how to do it, but you can do it. Um, and it's very powerful. Thanks for listening to this Tougher Minds podcast, which discussed self-talk. Remember, the elite business athlete is the free Tougher Minds ebook, which explains how performance secrets from global sporting icons can be beneficial and transformative for everyone. You can download the elite business athlete from tougherminds.co.uk. It's totally free. This is the Tougher Minds Podcast.